0: Finding God in the Big City, 20 million people, that's the population of the greater Los Angeles area, we were told recently when we visited Friends and Ananda Centers there. For one of our satsangs in Torrance, the center leader asked us to talk about how to find spirituality in big city life. I thought you too might be interested in the thoughts we shared that evening on the challenges faced by city dwellers and some of the spiritual solutions to them. Distraction versus focused attention. Driving on big city freeways is an experience in itself. It's almost overwhelming to deal with the long commutes, the speed of the traffic, and the constantly flashing billboards screaming, as a friend of ours once humorously put it, eat me, buy me, take me home. The mind gets scattered in a myriad of different directions and even after arriving at your destination, it takes an effort of will to get focused again. This is no small obstacle to achieving peace of mind, but the opportunity is also there to keep the mind more concentrated on whatever we're doing. Build up the habit of attentive awareness in everything you do, talking with a friend, working on a project at your job, going for a walk. While driving, listen to something uplifting, beautiful music, or an inspiring talk, and give it your attention. The more you make the conscious effort to concentrate, the more will you find yourself actively and rewardingly engaged in every area of your life, and the greater will be your ability to go deep in meditation self-interest versus self-giving the forces of competition and self-interest are strong in any large group even lab rats turn on one another when placed in overcrowded tanks the seeming cold indifference in a big city may lead us to think if i don't look out for number one how will i get by the opportunity here is to counter the pull of self-interest by consciously finding ways to serve and to give to others. We have a friend in Los Angeles who would give her daughters a small weekly allowance and then, at their request, drive them to an area where homeless people live so that they could give their money away. Find ways to help others, even at your own inconvenience or loss. Keeping the heart open to those in need frees us from preoccupation with the demands of our limited self. Ultimately, we realize that God alone is the provider and that the more we give, the more we are given. Self-giving also leads us to experience a loving connection with all of life. Self-indulgence versus self-control. Big city life offers many dark pathways that lead to overstimulation of the senses, even to the point of self-destruction. Master set up his headquarters in Los Angeles and lived there for nearly 25 years. He would sometimes walk up and down some of the seedy, bar-lined streets in order to bring light and upliftment to the poor souls there trapped in addictions. The opportunity for us here is to examine our own life and find areas where we lack sufficient self-control. Take up a challenge with the thought, I will practice discipline so that others may follow my lead and develop self-control in their life. When you've improved in one area, take up another challenge until you begin to see that you, not old habits or karma, are in charge of your life. What freedom comes with this realization? Downward emotions versus uplifted feelings. The sheer number of life stories and struggles in a big city can create a fog of hopelessness and despair, especially now with economic and political uncertainty rife and worse come worse to come seeming to loom on the horizon. It's easy to be pulled down into negativity. To counter this tendency, we should energetically strive to keep hope and joy foremost in our minds. One of my favorite quotes of Masters is, Life is a battle for joy every step of the way. May I fight to win the battle on the very spot where I now stand. End quote. These words have stood me in good stead through many a difficult situation. Once you choose joy under all circumstances, you begin to find that joy is your constant companion. In sum, finding God in big city life comes down to this. In each of life's circumstances, choose the highest and best road to follow, and use all of your strength and commitment to stay the course. Remember these words of Yogananda Ji there are no obstacles, only opportunities. Your very effort will uplift those around you, whether you live in a big city or a small ashram. Then you become, as Swami Kriyananda used to say, part of the solution, not the problem. In divine friendship, Naya Swami Devi. Well friends, this theme that we talked about today, finding God in the big city is very important for all of us because really today, whether we live as and I, have our home base at Ananda Village in the country, or when we visit uh, our communities throughout the world, this is no longer, uh, This our society today is no longer limited by locale. It's a global society. And the feedback from social media and news sources and so forth reaches all of us. And these forces that I spoke about are something that we all need to deal with. They drive towards Uh, self-interest, the distractions of the world around us, the downward-pulling energy. All of these are things that we need to uh, face and deal with. You know, there's a... and, And to understand, really, that we're not doing it just for ourselves, but by focusing our mind, our will, our heart's energy in positive, uplifting things we actually uplift not only our immediate environment, but a much larger sphere than we realize. There was a very beautiful story I read um, some time ago uh, in a book by Dr. Suzuki, who started the Suzuki method of musical education for children. Our son, when he was small, took Suzuki violin lessons. And Dr. Suzuki told a story in his book about his life that after uh, World War II, he's Japanese, their country was quite devastated. And there were many, many little orphans living on the street who had lost their parents. He and his wife and two children were spared a great loss. They still had a home. They still had a source of income. And they were educated and refined people. But they decided to adopt a little street orphan to give him an opportunity in life. But he was completely wild and unmannered and disruptive to the order of their household. And when his wife complained and said, we just cannot integrate this child into our way of life, Dr. De Suzuki said, uh, yes, you are right. We all have to be more disciplined. And so rather than bearing down on the child or rejecting him by uplifting their own self-discipline, their own positive habits, little by little that child was uplifted himself and became a, a very well-integrated part of their family. So we need to realize that this process can help other people as well. And to understand that in today's world, there are negative forces at play, whether it's national, international, climate, economic, uh, racism, there are negative forces of play, and we need to be courageous and stand up and do our part to counter that. Recently, we had uh, an inspiring satsang with the residents here at Ananda Village, and we talked about world changes and what we can do. And it was quite beautiful because we talked about uh, we need to find more ways to Uh, have group sadhana and group meditations and longer meditations. And already many new group meditations have been organized and put into play. We talked about finding, instead of looking for ways that as individuals we can uh, get more money for ourselves, to find ways to create jobs and opportunities that would benefit uh, many other people. So again, the solution, if we think about What's in it for me? How can I uh, profit or benefit? We will never find what we're seeking. But those of us who have been drawn to Yogananda's teachings and are following his path, we need to realize that we are part of a global mission, and each of us need to do our part for upliftment in the city in which we live, the country in which we live, and the planet that we all share. God bless you.